Summit Medical Group is the largest physician-owned multi-specialty medical group in New Jersey. Now helping you live well and stay well with SMG Radio. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. Does your child seem to have problem hearing in the classroom? Children may pass a standard hearing test but still have trouble hearing in the classroom because they have central auditory processing disorder. My guest today is Tiffany Colon. She's an audiologist with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. What are you seeing with CAPD with children that differs from the standard hearing test that they get at the doctor or at school? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, So kids with auditory processing disorder may very well present as a child with hearing loss, although uh, results of the hearing test are extremely normal. So these children have normal hearing, yet present with difficulty listening in background noise. They might be asking for repetition a lot or saying what uh, very frequently, uh, trouble following directions in class, especially when they are multiple step directions, or difficulty localizing where sound is coming from. So what might a parent notice from some of those things as far as behavior, performance, and different settings? So if they're in school or in a quieter setting or in a party or something, will we notice something? Absolutely. These kids appear uh, more disorganized. They typically do better in uh, classes that are not so heavily lecture-based or heavily uh, listening-based. They typically have uh, a lot of difficulty when everything is presented in a verbal manner. Okay, so if we notice this, who do we take our children to? Is it right away something you take your to your children to the pediatrician? Do we go see an audiologist? Who do we go to? So we have many different referral sources. We work with a lot of different uh, professionals. Uh, one of them is speech-language pathologists are usually the first to notice these uh, difficulties. Pediatrician as well, as well as educators, teachers, and school psychologists uh, may also note um, some red markers that might be uh, indicative of auditory processing disorder. At what age is this most noticeable? Um, Well, you can notice it um, as early as school age, so around five or six. Uh, Our tests are done uh, between the ages of seven to 12 years old. Uh, Testing below age seven is very difficult because the auditory pathways are not mature until age 12. Um, So testing younger than seven is difficult, but We can always refer to a speech pathologist that might be able to do a couple screening methods um, that we don't have to uh, indicate if there might be a red flag there. So how is it diagnosed? What are they looking looking for? uh, The audiologist does a comprehensive uh, test battery of different, uh, four different tests. We do a filtered speech test where the child is hearing speech that is not presented very clear uh, and has to tell me what the word is, uh, children who have Normal auditory processing skills can do this very well. Uh, They might be hearing a couple sentences presented to each ear, and I direct them, only tell me the sentence in the right ear, only tell me the sentence in the left. Um, Another one, they're hearing uh, several numbers, and they repeat them all back. uh, Or a pitch pattern test, where they hear a pattern of three beeps and tell me whether the pattern was high, low, 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 high, low. Um, Kids who have normal processing skills do very well on these types of tests. So then if you've determined that they do have an audio processing disorder, an auditory processing, so what do you do for them? Is, is this something that can be treated successfully? Absolutely. Um, although many kids do kind of grow out of these uh, types of disorders, as I said, the auditory pathways are constantly developing until at least age 12. 
Um, we can change the classroom environment so that the child has clearer access to speech, such as reducing background noise, um, closing fans, open doorways, or even providing an FM system, which is a device that the teacher wears, uh, like a microphone, and the child has something on their ears that looks like hearing aids, but it filters out the background noise and uh, puts the teacher's voice almost directly in front of the child. Wow, that's pretty cool. And what do you want parents to know, Tiffany, about things that they can help their children, you know, up until if it goes away by age 15 or, as you say, 12, somewhere around there? What do you want parents to be able to do at home? Um, At home, they're going to work closely with uh, whoever uh, provides the remediation, whether it's a speech-language pathologist or they receive treatment in clinic. There are computer-based therapies that can be done at home. A couple of them are fast-forward or aerobics, so um, there's definitely a great way to supplement uh, what the child is getting in the clinic in the home environment. So also, what can parents do as far as, like, helping their child? Is Should they be speaking slower? Should they not keep music on in the background or the TV on all the time? I mean, we all have so many noises going on in our houses all the time. What, what do you want to tell parents about some of those? Exactly. So homework time, um, situations where we're trying to have a actual family conversation, we're going to want to reduce the noise in the room, turn off the television. Um, you know, sometimes family members are speaking from the kitchen while listening, you know, to people in the dining room. And that's really not ideal, especially for these kids who really struggle with background noise and a lot of competing voices. I think that that's important. And what about as they start to be teenagers? Is Do you see a difference in the way that this works for them? Is music a problem? Is any of that going on? Uh, so music is uh, is tricky for kids who have auditory processing disorder, but there have been studies that show that music therapy um, or prosody training can be helpful in these kids. As I said, they um, typically do mature. We test them frequently to see, you know, what the maturation is, whether these kids are progressing, if their uh, therapy is, um, is helping them to meet uh, their targets. So we track them very closely. And what do you want the parents to tell their children about this disorder so that they can go off and do things that they want to do? I mean, what if they're a teenager, they've still got it, and they want to start driving? Does this become an issue? Yeah, so we focus a lot on self-motivation and awareness, so educating the child or the teenager about their disorder, what it is, how to overcome it. Um, They might know that one of their teachers speaks very softly. They might anticipate difficulties. So they need to be strategic about their seating in the classroom. They'll want to sit closest to the teacher. There's a lot that they can do uh, to compensate for the, um, the deficits that they have. So give your best advice, Tiffany, in just the last few minutes here about Central Auditory Processing Disorder, CAPD, what you really want parents to know and why they should come to Summit Medical Group for their care. Well, we do a very comprehensive uh, test battery, which uh, isn't done in many other facilities. Uh, I had the great experience of uh, working on my thesis project with auditory processing disorder, Um, So we are at this facility very comfortable uh, with diagnosing, treating, providing recommendations. Um, And, you know, any child who is struggling in the classroom should, uh, between the ages of 7 to 12, absolutely consider getting an auditory processing evaluation, minimally just to rule out that this is not an underlying issue. 
Thank you so much for being with us. What important information. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.